0: back another week new season back with uh starting five podcast on sp national Prep blues i am the
1: one p shark and i am at bane balling i'm just playing asking uh, and the score got laid on twitter this time <laughs> what's good
2: everybody this your
1: guy trevor reporting
2: live from Brooks island and ain't many of us here but we still here what's good everybody
3: yeah, so you're not forwarding your mail yet, there, uh, Trevor. <laughs> um, but it's really shitty. I, I don't really have nothing else to go with, but I, I'm gonna keep it that way.
0: <laughs> I thought Charles about to hear us with the you reporting live from the kitchen, but you know. <laughs> 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 but yeah, yeah, as y'all already know, we recap the previous week and preview the uh, predict the upcoming week. So. We talked about last week. The Grizzlies did have another two and one week. Uh, I think all it was me, Trevor, and she did on last week. All all of us predicted two and one. I think uh, me and Shidi did predicted us lose Sacramento. Trevor right. ended up being right. Right, you predicted Utah. So, uh, so Trevor is the winner for last week for the most accurate prediction. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> Although all of us did the same exact uh, two and one record, but. Uh, I did go to the Brooklyn game, of course. Uh, so as I said, on after that game, started five podcasts. I 2 0 in games attended, Skyler. They won opening night when we went to New York. I won, they won when I went to the Brooklyn game. So we are 2 0. They won that one 134 to 124. In a historic game, I did the game preview before they won. I said, I expect Desmond Bain to get back on track and get back on track. He did indeed, and continue throughout the rest of the week uh scoring I think at least 30 in every game in Sacramento and he had 28 in that one. So uh Desmond Bain is back uh in better than ever. But they did beat Brooklyn 134-124, uh beat Sacramento 125 to 110 in the game Cha played with the illness. Then he actually missed the Utah game uh with the illness and they lost that one about one point at the very end. Uh a couple a lot of defense lapses in the fourth quarter. But uh what are your thoughts about each
1: game for the uh this past week? Uh, well, let's start with the Brooklyn game. And I think, if nothing else, I think we all can be very pleased with that one. To say what you want about Brooklyn, at the end of the day, that is still Kyrie Irving, that's still Kevin Durant, and so to to beat Brooklyn in the fashion that you did, in my opinion, was was solid. Desmond Bain, Jesus Christ, like I think he looked amazing. Everybody uh, from Satya Adama to Brandon Clark, Tyus Jones, uh, everyone up and down up and down their roster had a really really good game, and so. Uh, you take that W, then you go and you you um, play Sacramento in a game that everybody definitely said be on the lookout for that one because Sacramento was definitely looking for their first win. Uh, I think that was one of Memphis's. Uh, I think that was definitely a road game for them. It was a late tip, um, and still was able to kind of come back and get that W. Um, so that puts you um, to to another kind of start the week, and then you go in Utah. and In my opinion, that's probably the most impressive game of the week for me. Granted that they lost, but I'm one of those people that if you lost, how do you look in your losses? And I didn't start watching the game until I think like 5.50 left in the third quarter, and it was a legit back-and-forth game from that moment on. And so to see John Morant kind of be in and out of the lineup with his sickness and then to see, I think Salty um, Salty was out, Jake LaRavia was out in the game as well too. And so you had everybody step up from – Dylan Brooks Island, those people came out of the woodworks. Um, you had Tyus Jones was balling. Uh, BC is right now leading. Uh, he's like third in the league with with three-point field goals made with 25. He's balling. Um, David Roddy was balling in the game. So I just think it was so impressive that everybody stepped in some shape or form to essentially take it down to the wire against a Utah team who, again, it's surprising some, to, to some. Um, but I think they've gotten off to a good start as well, too. So in my opinion, you, you call it two a one and say it's an okay week. But I again the one game that I'm really circling and looking at and say, yeah, I'm gonna take a lot out of what, away from that game is the game where you had a lot of your your bench role, your, your your bench guys or your role players play quite a bit a few minutes and almost essentially take down Utah um in a close game. Taylor Jenkins, in my opinion, looked really real. He set up his team a lot. Uh, to kind of get them um, scores or buckets out of timeouts. I mean, really, really good week in my opinion. I'm hoping that in some form or fashion, John may, John may play or even Tati may play um, in the next game tomorrow. But I was really, really impressed with the coaching staff to uh, to everybody on the roster. The Ville is back. That's all I got
2: to say. Uh, the grind sign made his way back into the lineup, and as you can see, as Taylor Jenkins uh described him as being as the heart and soul of this team, you see the e- extra pep in your step that you uh got from this team. Uh, once he made his way back in the lineup. Um, to Scholar's point, a game against Brooklyn. Um, uh, is Kevin Durant? Is Kyrie Irving? Uh, probably one of the best games that I've watched this week, um, just from an entertainment standpoint. Um, All-Star Bane, I think that's going to be the title of this episode at some point in fashion, so I'm getting that started right now for this hashtag for these All-Star votes, so you know that's the whole deal there. Um, The game against Sacramento, I figured it was a game that we could possibly lose because they were well-coached, but Watching that game, it it, it still seems as though Mike Brown's still trying to figure some things out because for every run that Sacramento went on to kind of close the gap, just like that Memphis was able to withstand it and push the lead back up to double digits or something of that nature. Um, So kudos to the Grizz there. Again, what Skyler just mentioned about the game against Utah, you essentially have most of your guys out and you still went out and competed and you came literally within the possession of actually taking down Utah, who's been surprising a lot of people uh, throughout this season. So um, you take a two-in-one week, especially the week that uh, that everyone has had. Um, this happened, of course, also when uh, the Grizzlies beat Phoenix last season with essentially everybody out of the lineup. So, um, But two-in-one week, you would definitely take it, and we'll just hope that our guys get healthy, Ja gets healthy, uh, and Jake LaRavia gets healthy to make his way back in the lineup, maybe to play tomorrow um, against Utah in this next home game or just the games coming forward.
3: Yeah. Um, starting off with, with Brooklyn, man, Ja and the Grizzlies really step up with this team. Um, I even think, like, last year we gave the Nets that work as well, um, and Kyrie was a part of that team as well that came uh even to memphis but like for honest to goodness truth there's something about job when he plays the level of talent kind of like steps up or elevates his skill um and desmond bain is getting there as well um we all talked about how he would get out of his slump brooklyn came to town he got out of his slump and uh, to the point that's already been made 33 straight 30 plus point performances um you're saying all-star Bane. I'm going to add on to that all-star Bane, and I'm saying that the MIP trophy is going to stay in Memphis um, because they kind of got it wrong last year, but we'll take it. Um, but we'll take the MIP this year for sure uh, with Desmond Bain. Um, and then go to the Sacramento, and I'm one of the people that, that has definitely Sacramento being a stronger contest um, as previous years. Um, And to your point, Trevor, I think, you know, he's still trying to figure it all out um, with the players that he has or whatever. But that team is not a team that is rolling over like they used to um, and definitely a a stronger opponent. Um, The Utah Jazz game. The Utah Jazz are filled with players that have absolutely nothing to lose. Absolutely nothing to lose. And what Danny Ainge to me is doing is what I've always preached trade these players with their highest value um, to get some picks. So I think what Utah is doing, I wish we would kind of do with Dylan Brooks. And I, I don't care uh, how he well he did with this last game. Um, but eventually I would like to see some type of trade for Dylan Brooks so we can get something back in return. Uh, but I'm not going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about the game itself against Utah. Against, I pointed out, and Trevor maybe as well, that we were without starters, of course, rotational players. Um, and also I hope we don't beat a dead horse in regards to how that kind of like last possession went, whether, um, coaching should have called a timeout for the fast break or not. Um, you live and die with that. Um, whether it was in, it was in the, in the call of the game, right. Um, your instinct coaching instinct is to get the rebound, call a timeout. Um, it's not to just let it play out and see what happens. Um, and so, yeah, they may have made the layup. They may not have, but either way, you're going to be in the doghouse as the coach, whether it's a good call or bad call. Um, but I think the right call was made. Um, we just want to execute better. Doesn't Bain doesn't slip um, on the floor. Who knows what actually happens uh, from there. But, you know, we have our rebound game against them uh, on Monday when there, but the Utah game, Utah Jazz and no slouches, Sacramento. It's even the first ten games of the season, man, these <laughs> teams are really here to play, improve some things. Um, but so are the Memphis Grizzlies. And we're doing well even without Ja, the two cornerstones of our franchise, so to speak, Ja and Jaren, um still putting out some great efforts. So shout out to the coaching staff, but also really shout out to the GM for constructing the team the way it is and believing the players that we probably didn't um in the beginning.
0: Yep, and I totally agree with you about the end of the Utah game. I think uh, originally I showed a tweet that I was like, he probably should not have called timeout. But I also said hindsight is 20-20 uh, after that happened. So like uh, she said, he's actual. You're an actual basketball coach, so you will know. <laughs> Your instinct just called timeout, right? So it wasn't uh, no complaints with me about that one. Taylor Jenkins also had a good week with his rotations. Uh, At the last week, I did call him out a little bit last week. It was like, I wish you would not play me and Clark together, you know, do stuff like that. He wants like nine-man rotation one game, I think he gets Brooklyn. Uh he played Tim again yesterday, but it was let him and Clark did, wasn't really on the floor together. It was more small lineups. So he did he started did make those uh adjustments. So Jenkins so is still improving like the team, usually just like the team uh every other game, every game. Uh actually Bain did have 30. I did say so I thought he had 28 against Sacramento. He had 31. So he did have three straight 30 point games. So he averaged 33.7 points per game last week on 60 percent shooting from three, 17 to 28 from three That's what he shot in those three games. So um yeah, uh, <laughs> he he came from a slump to um a shooting guard in the NBA in uh, in the week's time. So. We'll talk about <laughs> it. Mm-hmm. That's what he did last. Talk to week. him. Talk to him. No. no. Um, which game was that? He snatched somebody's ankles. I think it was Sacramento. He snatched That somebody was a Sacramento game, and I was just
1: like,
2: <laughs> let's let's not uh, be okay. disrespectful right now. That is just disrespectful, Desmond. I'm sorry.
0: That's disrespectful. Yeah. <laughs> He's definitely improving out here. But going back to the Brooklyn game, being there, saying that, like I said, KD Kyrie, Jai and Bane, I'll do it, 38 points apiece versus 37 points apiece for KD and Kyrie. That's that's what you call, like, a superstar game. And Ja, you already figured he was going to show up, but Bane showed up to the party, too. So, hey, Bane continue on. I doubt he's averaged 30 points the rest of the season, but that man gets – he's 24 points a game average – all together, if he stays there, that lets you know everything we need to know about him <laughs> coming up this season. Uh, he's definitely the new Clay Thompson coming up here around here, so we got a new Stephanie Clay out here at Memphis, it feels like. But uh, I won't put too much pressure on him, but I will at the same time. Uh, going to the next game, Sacramento, like you said, Ja had a little illness, and he still, I mean, he still had what 20 to 22 points in the game. It, it wasn't like he, it wasn't like he just. It was – I think he scored at least 34 in the first big game. So, yeah, it was a step back, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, but he still was John Morant. He still amazing plays when he had to. But Denson Baines step in that game was huge. Um, like Trevor said, Dylan coming back was huge last week. Uh, you did need his intensity. He uh, – the first game against Brooklyn, I uh, ain't going to lie. Uh, I was in there live. Hey, we want him out the game. I ain't going to count. But, you know, first game back, and of course he's going to do Dylan things. So, Jekyll and Hyde is what you deal with with him. He did get better this week. Went went along, got better in that Sacramento game, and really did well against Utah. Sarah did he helped? Bane Now he had thirty himself on twelve or twenty shooting, sixty percent him on his own self. Uh, that's a very efficient game for Dylan Brooks, and he also <laughs> had four assists, which he said he wanted to try average this year, and he finally got to it. So I have no complaints about Dylan, man. He, I, hey, good job. Good, <laughs> good job. I I will
2: say this. On Dylan yeah. Brooks as far as the Brooklyn game, I will take the two of thirteen. But he also was a plus seven in that game as well. Like he did have some some key some key plays down the stretch that you're just not going to show up on the stat sheet. Well, the one assist to Desmond Bain, uh, and then the that stop, yeah, yeah, then the extra pass to Desmond Bain for the three, and then forcing the offensive foul on Kevin Durant, which eventually led to John ja Morant putting the game away. Um, so I take the two for thirteen if you're doing everything else. For you know, he was a plus seven Sacramento game. He was the only person that didn't have a positive plus minus, but he did hit some shots down the stretch to help push the uh, game away towards Memphis's favor. And then we just talked about his 30-point game against uh, Utah. But, you know,
3: it is what it is.
2: Like I said, he's, he's, he's what makes this team go. So he – jaw is Ja. don't get me wrong, but Dylan is that emotional leader that's like if – Memphis is slacking. He's gonna to try to bring it some kind of way, whether it's to the
1: benefit or detriment of the Grizzlies. He's gonna bring it, <laughs> and I, I think he does that when he's in the flow of the offense. To your point, like he went to 13 against the Nets. He didn't do you know efficiently well against the Kings, but I think majority of his shots, whether they went in or you know it was a miss. It was within the offense. It's with him, you know, taking a yeah. wide over jumper. If he misses any misses, that's part of the game. But like again, what I'm what I've seen from him thus far, that's what I would like to continue to see. And I think not even just from a fan, but like probably a player perspective as well. Is you kind of like I'm hoping at some point he realizes I don't have to score 20. I don't have to score 25. Maybe me scoring 10 to 12, maybe 14, and then giving my all on defense is what's best for me. And I think the more he continues to see that and recognize and accept it, then I think not only can he continue to help this team go far, but I think um, as a team, they can probably go even deeper in the playoffs as well, too. Yeah, it's good to
2: have the capability to go off for 20. But I think, to your point, once he realized that the game now is going to be a lot easier for him on the offensive end to where he doesn't have to do so much, like, bro, just sit open on the wing, hit the wide open three. They're gonna pay attention to Desert Bane. Job makes a move, they're gonna collapse on him. You're going to get a lot of open shots. Like, there is no need to try to force the issue here. Just hit your open shots, get out in transition, get you some easy ones, play your ads, play your butt off on defense. That's all we really ask for. That's all I really ask for, honestly. Just do it within the Florida of offense. Because when you do it within the Florida of offense, you're usually successful when you're trying to do everything else is where I just have to put my hand over my head and
3: just shake my head. So it is what
2: it is. With it, so.
3: Yeah. Cat, before I, before I go, I know, I don't know if you finished up what you were going to say before I go. No, oh, you can go. Um, just a, a quick feedback about the Utah jazz game um, that I, I wish would have tinkered, tinkered with a little bit more um, towards the end of the game. Um, even think about the third quarter, Um, was Desmond, not Desmond, excuse me, and I'm going to mention this player again, but Tyus Jones and Dylan Brooks. Tyus was guarding Colin Sexton, and Dylan Brooks was guarding Clarkson. Clarkson is more of a shooter, which I would have liked Tyus to be on more or less, um, where Colin is more the driver, so you want more of a stronger body on him. Um, I would like to see that switch. And also, Tyus Jones, we haven't mentioned yet, Float. Float on. My guy was hitting the floaters in Utah, and I think he goes without being said, keeping us in the game as well, because he was hitting some timely shots for us that needed to be hit. Um I can't remember the span of time that went by, but he definitely had, I mean, double digits for sure, but I feel like it was like 13 of a, like our 18 or 20 points um within a stretch of time. Um So Tyus, is, Tyus was a great sign. Again, going back to our GM and our front office staff, we needed ties. This is the reasons why you need ties. Um, is when your superstar is hurt or down, ties is more than capable to not even just run the offense, but run the offense efficiently and effectively at the same time.
0: Yeah, ties is also, he's averaging 13 and a half points a game and almost five assists off the bench this year. Uh six man a year incoming, you think? He might be on his way, uh, <laughs> but um, I do have a criticism for the uh finish of my point the Utah game. Um, just better effort on defense in that fourth quarter. Like, I saw like, a straight open three out to open three out to open three. I understand they were shorthanded, but that don't has that has nothing to do with your effort, right? Uh, they could have it was one play specifically. I saw the video, Kellon Ninnick, they drove the defense left, they gave it gave out to him. J- Tyus Jones specifically, he just looked, he didn't even try and contest. He just like, look, like, hey, I just hope he missed. Like, nah, they they weren't, they wasn't missing. <laughs> or at the very least, don't collapse and just, oh, don't collapse. I, re- I much rather you give up two than three. And really, to me, that's how they end up losing the game. But um, I think they're going to look at the film and they're going to correct it coming up in this uh, matchup with Utah.
1: Yeah. And I think part of that is just because I, I-, I hear you, sharking when you say, you will want better effort, but I think part of that is just a communication issue that they have. Because if you look at the the lineup that was closing, I was just like, Jesus Christ! I'm not even sure if I've seen this lineup before. So they probably hadn't even run with that lineup before. So that's probably all it is. It's just it's a, it's a communication issue because they haven't they haven't played much with each other, especially to close out a game.
0: Yep, true. Yep, Definitely agree with that one, but yeah, like I said, that's minor and one nothing like just super huge. That's something they're gonna like last season. They start the first 20 games, they were horrible on defense, and they uh turned it around. So, all right, Sarah gonna <laughs> they're gonna get turned around. I'm not worried about that, especially mm-hmm. when uh, Triple J come back and Zaire Williams, who I want to transition to. He's officially out four to six weeks now. Uh, you know, before it was we just knew he was out, we didn't know how long. Uh, they keep about to be out long in Triple J now. So, I guess, real quick. Probably ain't much, but what y'all think of what the team really how poor Dylan Brooks is now, John Conchar? but what y'all think about the team coming forward without Zaire now knowing he's gonna be out for extended period of time. What y'all think of the prospects of the team without him?
1: Definitely some pros and cons uh without having him on the without having him in the lineup. I think you miss him from um a defensive standpoint. Again, just you look at him and you're like, man, like that wingspan is ridiculously long. And so I think in some form of fashion, you're going to miss that. He definitely uh, help the Grizzlies close out some games last year. So you're definitely again missing that experience. But at the same time, it's allowing Jake LaRavia to to get his feet wet. It's allowing David Roddy to get his feet wet. It's allowing other people that normally wouldn't probably get minutes um right around this time, even though it's early, it's just it's allowing those people to to get used to the league, get used to the um how fast uh how fast paced the league is. So at the end of the day granted right now it hurts but i think when it all boils down to as you ending out the regular season as you kind of getting ready for the postseason and you may have nicks and bruises on people here and there you can rely on games early in the season where Jake Laravia not only made threes but actually can play some defense and i know that's one thing that i was <laughs> that i was like i don't know if he but he'll be able to play some defense in this league Again, you've been able to see that Dave Roddy def- definitely stepped up in a huge way against the Kings. So again, that's where if he was in the if he was in the if he was healthy right now, they wouldn't be getting the clock that they're getting, but again, it's it's kind of a good thing right now. So, you're missing it from a defensive standpoint, but you look long-term, I think it'll help them for sure.
2: Yeah, it's it's really a catch-22, man. Um you're going to miss him because of his athleticism and his ability to defend. And let's just keep it a buck, his ability to hit shots, hit open shots at that at that um uh, at a decent clip as well. Um, so you're definitely gonna miss that, but it's also a great problem to have it on the other end because it's giving your young guys time to get acclimated to the NBA. Um, David Roddy is now starting to come along. Uh Jake Lavia is looked like he can be a key rotational piece come playoff time if, if it if it boiled down to it um so in the end yeah he's gonna be missed but I think it's giving these young guys this is this next man up mentality so and that's a good problem that you want to have going forward uh, especially with a team like the Grizzlies at this point so yeah I, I'll miss him don't get me wrong and I'm not gonna just use this just to big up Dylan Brooks or anything because now it shows his value just a tad bit but um. Yeah. At the end of the day, it just gives the young guys a, a chance to get acclimated to the NBA, and they'll have an opportunity to be in the position he was in last season. That Zaire was in last season, probably playing some big time playoff minutes, and could possibly contribute. So,
3: yeah. Yeah. If I that was exactly where I was going, with my comments as well, Trevor's like, you know, Zaire was in this position last year, right? Dylan Brooks being out, him starting with twenty some games, south of twenty five, like twenty eight games, something like that. <laughs> and gave him the experience that we now miss, right? Um, and so now, to the point that everyone's already said, next man up, who's gonna be that guy um, to fill that void, so to speak, so we're okay. Um, shout out to Big John, because uh, he's there. Big, Big John, Aiden, Big, Big John, um, is there in the Grizz Gang, so they gonna hold it down, man. You know what I mean, P-O-P, M-E-M, hold it down. <laughs>
0: Yeah, for sure, man. Um, like I said, they've been holding him down. He hasn't played this season. So it's not like a, uh, it's not like they truly like missing somebody who has been there. Uh but going forward, it's just I think I hate that it hurts like it kind of stunts his development zone a little bit. That's probably why I'm thinking more of it as even the same thing with Triple J, both of them just being out. But once they get back, I mean it's just your luxury of having the Rickies take Arabia and Dave Roddy getting all this experience, Santi Adamo getting all this playing time, John Concha, it just it just helps your depth even more. And this team just finds a way they have. They've done it for three, four, three years now, right? So, like, it's hard to question anything they do. It's like they just continuously find a way, prove everyone wrong, and they're just going to continue doing it. So, hey, I'm down for well, uh, whatever comes up this next month. But coming up this next week, though, we have four um games coming up. And that will complete our initial podcast when we had predicted the first 10 games. We'll see who was more accurate in their predictions. Uh, I think most of us predicted about seven, three. I think it was between six and four to eight and two, uh, between all five of us. So uh, we all are still in the realm of possibility of that as Greece now sitting at four and two for the next four games at Utah again. Uh man, it gotta be a boring trip to have to be there over the weekend goodness um uh, another folks struggling over there uh <laughs> <laughs> but it should help them stay focused i don't
2: know who's struggling more them with the clippers because the clippers had to do the same thing in oklahoma city so oh yeah.
3: and ain't nothing in oklahoma boy jesus but as soon as that
1: in the first 48 episode x tulsa <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh
0: they come this about first 48 i tell you man <laughs> They yeah, got they play at Portland Wednesday. Uh, Dame Litter will probably be out. They said he'll be out one or two weeks. Um, so he'll probably be out for the game. But we got new grid's killing Anthony Simons to worry about. But we'll see what happens. And Justice Winslow, revenge. Uh, he's been playing well. But yeah, he ain't been healthy lately. Ironically. Uh, but we play return home, play the Charlotte Hornets Friday, and we play the Washington Wizards next Sunday before we have a back-to-back, but we record right after the game before we play Boston that Monday at home. But what y'all got? What y'all got? I break it, in for these next four games.
1: Uh, give me two and two, and if we go two and two, I think that'll kind of put me in my six and four-ish start for the season uh i'm just a little i'm just a little bit concerned about the injury report uh ja is out with the flu um uh, that's nothing to sneeze at <laughs> uh salty is out uh i'm not sure what's the latest on Laravia. And so um those are three key guys that you we honestly think none of us are quite sure if they'll play the next game um uh, so because i'm not sure of that i think i'll just go two and two so actually give me i think they lose against utah I think they lose against Portland, but I'll take a dub against the Hornets and the Wiz. Oh, Santi,
0: and Santi's playing. He's nothing. He's not on the report. But uh, Jai and Jake Rafi are now questionable for the Jazz game. They were out. Gotcha. The okay. So, yeah, they might play. We'll see. All okay. right. All right, so I need for the Grizz to be on
2: track for my seven and three prediction. I need them to go three and one this week, and I actually think that that actually happens. Um, give me, I think they advanced the loss on last night, uh, so I think they get the win in Utah. Um, historically, the Grizzlies have not played well in Portland over these past couple of years, but I think Dane being out may be just a little help for Memphis, so I think. Memphis gets that win there. And then they have a home at home. They'll split that home at home. Um, I have them losing, believe it or not, to the Hornets at home. And then they bounce back against the Wizards.
3: Gotcha. I think I'm the one that's six and four. Um, but for this week, man, give me three and one. Um, I think uh again the loss against Utah gets avenged um on Monday. Um and then I think Portland does does beat us, um, unfortunately, um, and we lose that one, but then we take care of business the next two at home uh, against Charlito and uh, Washington. Um, so give me three and one. Um, I just, Anthony Simons, man, and, it's something about Portland, man. Portland always has that one person, preferably a shooting guard or a guard, that tends to give us a little bit of a fit um, and CJ McCollum is now with the Pelicans and still kind of giving us fits. Uh, but Anthony Thomas is kind of stepping into that role in Portland, uh, dame or no dame. Um, so I, again, give me three and one for this week.
0: Man, I like the confidence, man. Three and one is cool. Give me four and no. They ain't got no back to backs. You tell me they got a rest between every single game Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. Oh, they about to uh, run through this. Uh, <laughs> it won't be easy. I ain't about to, like, they about to blow everybody out. But I predict seven and three, they'll be eight and two. For they come in my new prediction, so give me eight, give me gone, give me four. And no, I do think the Jazz they got they're going to eventually lost. I think Jock will make sure he play this next game. He He's not about to lose that one. Uh, he better play through well, building he got to win that one. Portland that's the one that kind of scared me the most. But I think with the way Bane playing, I don't think he's slowing down anytime soon. And he's gonna be the like the the kind of limit the eliminator of Anthony Simon. So both of them are wash. There's no Dame. jai is gonna be the one who takes them off the top charlotte that one do they return home i could see that one as a potential uh charlotte do kind of hits hit lights out on us from time to time in memphis uh but they're they gonna find a way to pull it off and sunday gets washington that would kind of depend which one they care about do they risk people that day so they get ready for boston monday or do they Go out, out for Washington rest people Monday against Boston. So we'll see kind of – but the game is at home. It's a back-to-back home game, not a back-to-back road game. So um, having the back-to-back at home is a little easier than me on the road. So don't give me 4-0. Hopefully I ain't wrong tonight after the very first game. It's the look on your
1: face as you were saying the 4-0. Right, know. right. <laughs> I didn't feel the
3: confidence, Cap. I didn't feel it. Oh, no, that's confidence. I believe they're going 4-0,
0: doubt That's confidence. They're going 4-0. I just I just I just know you no know, things don't ever go the way I say. <laughs> All right, man. That does it for this show, y'all. As y'all always know, remember follow us on Twitter at the starting five number five M E M. Follow the Greasy Bear Blues SB and, and check out the articles at Greasy Bear Blues as I will be dropping the game preview for the Utah game on uh my day. Also, check out um, the other podcasts on the network, GBP Live, Core 4 Podcast, Nick Grish, Next Gen, and the bad bets who is really doing really well on all his game day bets so far this season. And as always, you, know, you can follow me on Twitter at the one, D-A-O-N-E, underscore P-Shark.
1: I am at S-K-Y-L-I-T. I almost messed up my whole name.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm at the
1: Art of Trevor on Twitter. Um,
2: of is a preposition, so don't capitalize it. Uh, check out my league, Past Trevor Notes. Hashtag All Star Bane.
3: All right, fellas. And that's really shady, man. Hey, don't forget, it's still Big John and the Grizz game. Yes, sir. Also, follow our fifth member,
0: at uh, Shakir, the big man that paint holding it down. P.O.P., as she just said earlier. Hashtag so
2: time, the mic. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir.
0: Till <laughs> so next time. Agrees. Agrees.